The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed. As Obi-Wan Kenobi once said, hello there, and welcome to Force Center Presents Data Bank Dive. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm Ken Napsuck, so happy to be here with episode one of this special show. That is right. We are excited to dive into this new show, Databank Dive. What we're going to be doing on this show is just examining something weird and wild from Star Wars. We're going to dive into the StarWars.com databank and the Star Wars Online Dictionary, Wikipedia, pick a topic, and then just discuss it, revel in it, roll around in it. The weird Star Wars topic we're going to be rolling around in today, Ken, is... The character from Rogue One, Bistan. Ha! Yes. Uh, <laughs> I love that. We are kind of surprising each other with this one, and that is uh, that is a good choice, sir. Excellent. So if you are listening and you're like, hey, I'm not exactly sure who this Bistan character is, this is what Bistan is all about. Here's what the StarWars.com databank has to say about Bistan. The efforts of the Rebellion have drawn warriors from across the galaxy, fighting to liberate their homes and free their people from the oppression of the Empire. Though Bistan wants to ensure the freedom of fellow Lakaru, truth is, he'd rather fight no matter what, relishing the thrill of action. (laughs) (laughs) I've never read that last line. never seen that. (laughs) This is what's so great about going to the StarWars.com databank, as well as you're going to hear some stuff from Wikipedia. But the StarWars.com databank is just thrilling because sometimes it's entirely straightforward, just basic information about the character, right? But then other times, especially if it's a smaller character like Bistan, uh, the space monkey of Rogue One, uh, you suddenly get this weird perspective that this guy just wants to punch. He just wants to just wants to get in there and mess things up. And look, hey, we need that in the heart of the rebellion. And I love the, you know, when they're sitting down to write these databanks, they're looking at often just the, you know, minutes, sometimes even seconds of footage. And they're seeing this in Biston's face and scream and growl and action. And they're like, I got it. I got this character's heart and soul and I'm gonna put it in this databank. I love that. Yeah, look at those fluffy eyebrows. That's somebody who wants to fight for the sake of fighting. Eh, The Rebellion's a good cause, but eh, we'll we'll get into it. Uh, So there's even more flavor to be had on Wikipedia, as well as uh, basic, straightforward information. Here's what Wikipedia says. Bistan was a male Lakaru soldier who served as a corporal in the alliance to restore the Republic during the Galactic Civil War. He participated in the Battle of Scarif as door gunner for an Alliance (laughs) U-Wing. Very accurate, but I also just hadn't heard the phrase door gunner before, which is is great. I mean, I'm sure it's a real-world phrase. I hadn't really thought about it in terms of space monkeys. Anyway, uh, Wikipedia goes on. Bistan joined the Rebel Alliance approximately six months prior to the Battle of Scarif. Hmm. He aided a team of Rebel Alliance special forces who had infiltrated his homeworld of Lakar to steal medical supplies by fending off their Imperial pursuers with Accurately thrown spears and rocks. <laughs> Bistan proved to be such a skilled marksman under fire that he was invited by the Spec Force commandos to join the rebellion. Finally, from Wikipedia, here is a quote uh, from the character Sergeant Ruscott Melshi, also from Rogue One. This is what Ruscott Melshi says about Bistan. Bistan's crazy, but there's no one else I'd rather cover me in a hot landing zone. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I love that this quote sounds like it should be on Bistan's dating profile. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of that stuff from Wikipedia, whenever you go to Wikipedia, you know, they're really great about their sources because you can just read Wikipedia and be like, where is this coming from? And a lot of this background on Bistan is from the Rogue One Visual Dictionary. So there you go, Ken. Some basic information and a ton of flavor about Bistan. Let's get into it. Let's uh, discuss this character and revel in him a little bit. So uh, since this is an audio podcast, we always like to start with how we would physically describe Bistan. What's your description if somebody has not seen Bistan, but they're just listening? Yeah, so he's a little bit monkey. He's a little bit cat. <laughs> Rat, he's got the eyebrows of a grandfather about to order a second cup of coffee at a diner. And he's all <laughs> squished into like an old school World War II pilot outfit slash spacesuit from the late 1960s. He's just missing the, 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 the glass bulb around his head. But he has the thing around his neck that you would imagine an astronaut bulb would attach to back in the day. You know, like, yeah, uh, and he's a little shorter. He's a little shorter. Right. Um, but you wouldn't tell it, tell it by his eyebrows. Yeah, and like I have a two-pack action figure of uh, Bistan and a shore trooper commander, and uh, Bistan isn't that short, but he has kind of at least an action figure form. Uh, I think he is shorter, uh, but he but he certainly has a short uh, person energy, right? Of like uh, the kind of short person, not all short people, but the stereotype of <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna show you what I'm made of, right? Yeah, you know, I should make sure I resend my description of him as shorter because um, he's 1.73 meters. And, I, I, you know, I did the con conversion because I didn't pay attention in school in the 80s uh, meters to foot uh, to feet. He's 5.6, almost 5.7 uh, feet tall. I am only like three inches taller. So I, I, I apologize <laughs> to this guy. Yeah, I, I am like a quarter apple taller than Bistan. So, yeah, no, not that is not short. So and yet I think a lot of us think of Bistan as short, which tells us a lot about his character, right? <laughs> that is, this that is, is a average height to tall individual mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. a little stereotypical, stereotypical short person energy. Of, yeah. I'm going to prove myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I would contend you absolutely need that uh, at this point, the Rebel Alliance. Absolutely. You know what? Visually, the other thing that I want to comment on on Bistan is I love all of the action that we do see in Rogue One. But I think a part of why he lodged in, in my heart and many other fans is uh, some of the promo shots that he showed up in. And in particular, if you Google Bistan in images, uh, there is this image where you can see uh, the a camera or a lighting device in, in human hands. Uh, Bistan is at the door in his door gunner position with this huge mounted blaster. But then he's turning to the camera, hand out, uh, like he's about to sing a Broadway show to. That's, that's, that's so true. And the legend was born, like right then and there. <laughs> and the legend was born. It looks like he's going to start singing or he is saying, do you want a piece of this? <laughs> yes. He's going to sing and fight or maybe both at the oh. same time. Do you want a piece of this? <laughs> Can you take me on? All right. This is not databank singing, but it's going to happen from time to time. Ken, uh, we, we've already tipped into it. But for you, really, what is what is the magic of this character uh, for you? Why does he capture your heart? How does he fit into the Star Wars lore and aesthetic for you? It, it, some of the stuff you're talking about when he first showed up in the trailers. And, and it's one of those characters that, that in this new era of Star Wars, with all this... Um, 
promotion out there. And sometimes it is just the teaser trailers or behind the scenes footage or a figure or even a Lego set leaks out. And, and we focus on these individual characters sometimes before we've seen them on the big screen or on the small screen with Disney Plus. And Bistan shows up and the excitement that just started burbling up around this character it was almost dangerous because we wanted him to be the star of the movie, right? It, it, <laughs> we kind of knew that might have been the case. And our friend uh, Jennifer Landa, one of the uh, original founding members of Force Center, and, and uh, hopefully and, and soon we, we believe you'll be hearing her voice uh, again here on Force Center. Her excitement in 2016 of yelling Bistan every time she thought of the character just <laughs> uh, just caught on in my soul like wildfire. And so when he shows up, I already felt I knew him, felt I loved him, and definitely was on his side. I'm on the side of the rebellion anyways. And and he just uh, just helped us just go into this movie where we're, it's a, it is a, it's more serious in tone at times. It is this serious topic, this rebellion, this fight for life and fight for hope amongst the fear of the, 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 impression, the oppression of the empire. But, you know, we also know that all characters from all around the galaxy are there to help the fight. And this is a guy who's like, I'm here. I got my eyebrows. I got my gun. And we're going to fight. Yeah, we're going to fight. He does. Have, he carries a little bit of that spirit of like, no more BS. Yeah. <laughs> we stand, we fight, we throw spears and rocks with great precision. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think for me, it, it I think it's always going to happen. Um particularly once, uh, you know, heading into 2022 when there's going to be a lot of different Disney Plus shows for Star Wars and there's going to be more trailers. Uh, but in particular, in the first uh, phase of Disney Lucasfilm when movies were coming out a lot, there'd be this moment for me that happened on the internet mm. when there was early footage. You didn't know any of the characters' names. You only knew a little bit about the story. This beautiful moment where you picked your weirdo. <laughs> yes like a part of the magic of star wars is of course you know really cool looking villains you know charming and and roguish heroes and all that kind of thing but then there's the, the aliens the weird aliens and i remember when th these rogue one early uh trailers and the behind the scenes came out uh being absolutely taken with radis who uh we yeah. both love you you've spoken a lot of your love of radis but i think for me I just gravitated towards like, oh, yes, that is what I love in Star Wars. What's going on with this angry space monkey with the great yes. eyebrows that he stole off an owl? Like uh, it, it was that excitement like you're talking about before the movie even came out. And then mm. it always happens with Star Wars. Everything from, you know, uh, Boba Fett to not a ton of Darth Maul actually in The Phantom Menace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, very few lines to Captain Phasma. The hype is often larger than the screen time yes but beast on screen time in rogue one is so precious because you know i love rogue one but it's so it's so much more grounded and there isn't as much of this sort of really bonkers fantasy uh mm -hmm. element of star wars so beast on is is doing his part really uh, uh holding that down <laughs> in yeah. rogue one yeah. and the fact that his kind of primary shot is zealously taking out uh, a, a, an Imperial Walker in ATACT, I believe. Uh, it'd be great if it was just a shot of him screaming and he was mm -hmm. shooting a, a ship or shooting the walker in the head. But the fact that this monkey is, I am going to relentlessly shoot the knee of this walker. <laughs> it was... <laughs> it was the best, man. That's a hero yeah. shot, right? That's a hero moment. It's a hero shot. It, it is somebody who is like, I am in a rebellion. I am the underdog against a much superior fighting foe. 
I am going to go for the knees. I'm going to go for the groin. I'm going to poke your eyes. I'm going to do anything to win. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think because we were so ready for Bistan and, and whatever he was going to do, just, and you're right. We, we, by, by this point, and even by 2016, I think we're, we're relatively familiar with the idea of uh, looks cool in the trailer, does not guarantee it gets the entire third act focused on this character. <laughs> and, and sometimes, like you said, we rub up against that and we want more, and that's fair. I think that's always fair. But I, when he first pops up, it's like, cool, there he is, there he is, got it. I think I got my best on. That shot, uh, when the walkers show up uh, and and yeah, the, the, the cargo transport walkers, that shot on the knee, it is literally like watching uh, like a football player go down on the field with an injury. Bistan <laughs> scream. If it had been a, a human character in the rebellion, it would have been a great moment. But even if they yelled, "Yeah, like all right, cool," I could, I could, I could see that down at the local bowling alley when someone rolls a rolls a strike. But to see and hear Bistan just be like, "Yeah," from his little alien heart. Sorry, I said little again, Bistan. I don't mean that. Um, we don't know the size of his heart. We don't know how many yeah. meters it is. It just it just added to the moment. It is still one of my favorite moments in the last five six years of Star Wars. Yeah, absolutely thrilling and really uh, holding up the the great weirdo with heart tradition of Star Wars. So uh, there isn't a ton of confirmation, but the general thought, the general impression, is that uh, almost anyone involved uh, with the Scarif battle uh, did not survive. Right. So here is my question for you and your head, Canon uh, Ken. Does Bistan live? I, 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 until this very moment, Joseph, I've gone around knowing that in my heart, Bistan is no longer with us. Same with my beloved Amaratus. I just have to accept that. It just kind of is what it looks like. The crash, I think he could have survived the crash of that U-Wing. It doesn't look mm -hmm. good. A lot of fire, no. a lot of explosions. Doesn't look good. But hey, who knows? You you stop, drop, and roll out of that ship, you might be okay. But yeah, the Death Star, the waves, what what took out uh, you know Jin and Cassian? It's it's it seems to be pretty final and fatal. But I have, I have so much hope now that he will emerge in like Mandalorian season three. A little worse for the wear, but still feisty and still ready to fight. Yeah, I mean, I I know that. You know, the truth is he probably perished. That's sensible and, and reasonable. He he did crash. There was a fiery explosion and then a huge uh, tsunami of watery death then <laughs> cascaded over where he crashed. Uh, so all reasonable <laughs> conjecture would say that Bistan is, is no longer with us. Uh, however... Uh, we're talking about a space monkey in a saga about hope. So I am going to remain hopeful that Bistan lived. Uh, I really love the idea that, he, I think it's just that he's such a tenacious character, right? Yeah. And the idea that, oh yeah, he was, he was wounded uh, in that explosion. Maybe he managed to fall out of the, the door there from his great door gunner position. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, wounded and then just burrowing. I think there's just something he's there's <laughs> such a, a tenacity that he would see that water coming and he would scream in his Lakaru language, oh hell no. And he would begin yeah. digging, 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 right? And he would emerge. And in, in my mind, he's got this real, like very particular, like 80s, 90s, I've been through some bleep look. Like he's got mm -hmm. he's got a big scar that is, you know, across one eye, and now he only has one of those great, big, bushy, old man owl eyebrows. Like, he <laughs> lost an eyebrow. So you know he's been through some bleep. 
Uh, this is, you're also making me rethink my battle with my gophers in the backyard right now. Uh, as I try to defeat them now, I'm like, they could be little Bistans and I don't want to uh, stop them. Um, I, it, here's the one thing too about Bistan and why almost a, a case for why he's no longer with us, but I'm with you on this hope. Um, he's the, seems like the type he's so loyal to the cause. He's so fierce about it, but it isn't this blind rage. Yes. He likes to get his hands dirty as his descriptions on both uh, the data bank and Wikipedia say, but I think if that, that crash, uh, I think he might, he, I, I do think he's pulling people out. And I think that might have delayed hmm. his escape. That's something about his character that I feel is there. But I also think he also knows survival is important. Survival is the key to the rebellion. We just got to go on. And if he could maybe, maybe a little bulb does pop up on his uh, outfit. Boop, and he burrows in his way out of uh, Scarif. Oh, man, that would be beautiful. But I, I like that you're thinking so very highly of him that he would think of his friends first. That is great. Yeah. If Bistan returned... Would you want it to be something substantive, like it's Mandalorian season three and Din needs something and he makes a deal with uh, <laughs> this scarred Lakaru? Or would you want, like, uh, for example, Din to just be walking past a fighting arena <laughs> in the background? <laughs> it's just Bistan throwing fists to throw fists. I think you would need that. I would have a little moment like he's a contact or he's someone, hey, you got to speak to this guy. Or maybe it's our friend Carson Teva flying around the galaxy in that X-Wing. Maybe he still uh, has, has contact with um, Bistan. The, the, the problem is because he's such a, you know, we haven't ha had him, um, we haven't really seen him have a long form conversation with anyone. And this is always sometimes the problem in Star Wars. You might love these characters, uh, but uh, the way they speak, even if they speak basic, it might be so uh, you know, uh, awkward. So it makes it might make the scene a little weird. I always contend with Admiral Akbar, love him to death, but you know, you, you give him a lot of important lines, too many lines, and he's just like, brah, 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 brah. I think the series is <laughs> undercut. So I'd worry about using Bistan in a way that isn't more than screaming, but I think uh, Mandalorian might be the place for that. Definitely a spittle concern with a long speech from Akbar, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> How would you feel if if uh, Bistan's voice was not what we might expect, but was like very calm and erudite? <laughs> well, greetings, Mandalorian. I understand you're in need of something. Perhaps he, I can assist. He just gets upset. I, you know, I'm, I'm, you're right. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to not just write off any parts of Bistan that I just don't know. That's not fair of me to do to Bistan. So maybe you're right. He's very well spoken with the basic, and uh, and it would it would fit in well. Yeah, yeah. So there's there is Bistan merch. Uh, I have a Funko Pop uh, that my wife cracked down for me uh, one uh, lovely holiday season. I do have that two pack with the uh, Shore Trooper Commander uh, demonstrating Bistan's totally average height. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's always the thing with Star Wars. There's kind of like the joke of like, well, if you're in Star Wars once, there's going to be a hundred action figures. And that's the way it was. But in this huge explosion, we're in this new era, right, where there's so much uh, Star Wars content. And the action figure in the toy market and the merch market isn't quite the same. You know, mm -hmm. a, a Grogu, a Baby Yoda can crush and dominate, but not every weirdo is going to be on bed sheets. Mm -hmm. Do you want more Beaston merch? Yeah, because it will also pave the way for Quill uh, bed sheets from Mandalorian season one. Um, yes, and, and I will say you're right. The, the, the way they put out a lot of the toys now, not just with Star Wars, is a little different. And, and Every little weirdo getting a character doesn't always happen. Bistan is pretty well represented. I think because the feedback, Funko's pretty good at either anticipating what the little joys will be of the fandom or reacting to certain uh, uh, joys that are out there. So I think he's well represented, but they, we always need more. And I I would love to play, pay for like a premium 
you know, high end, those figures that cost you a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, ducats, a lot of your allowance money, but like a very detailed Bistan. And I, I guess I'm focusing on those eyebrows and projecting to make sure mine don't get to that level. Uh, they're getting there. Um, but that, you know, imagine like real hair woven into the, the figure. And it's just like, you can, you can touch the eyebrows on a, on a one to five scale figure. I'm not good with scales. I apologize. Collectors. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I, you know, I do want there to be more Bistan merch because he is just like this, this weird symbol of a explosive forward energy and, yeah. and cool weirdness in Star Wars. But what I really want now is I want like a little tiny uh, eyebrow or mustache comb. <laughs> that uh, Bistan is on the packaging with a thumbs up and is like, let's go to our spokesperson for a comment on this great uh, little mustache comb. And it's just Bistan going, ah, just screaming, just screaming. Yeah, this is high quality merch. One would assume that's what he's screaming. I, Who I, knows? I think Star Wars could get into licensed uh, personal groomer devices now. And then this, this, this <laughs> be, get your Bistan buzzer. It would work. Yeah, that would be great if you could really match it up to which character should be advertising what personal product. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure something we'll discover uh, as we go through all of our favorite weird things uh, here on Databank Dive. Uh, we always want to make it personal. We want to really force ourselves to imagine what if Bistan was real? Uh, what if we could interact with uh, this character or this thing from Star Wars? So, Ken, I want to administer the dark alley test. Mm. If you encountered Bistan in a dark alley, would you be terrified? I mean, if it's in Burbank, California, where I live, yes, I'm running the other <laughs> way. But if I'm in the Star Wars galaxy, that's a buddy. That's someone I immediately trust. I think his energy would be so be, 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 be so apparent. Just like he's he's a guy you want around, a creature you want around, a friend you need. Um, yeah, real life, that would be, I mean, just look at him. That'd be confusing. But if he started talking, it was like, hello, sir. I've, uh, do you know any diners around here? I'd be like, yes. Yes, I got it. You know? Did I interest you in a mustache comb? Because the thing is, that would go back to his height because he isn't necessarily short, as he's described on Wikipedia, by the way. I think uh, we got to talk to them, too. Um, he, he's of this uh, of this height that I think it would be imposing. It wouldn't be like, oh, look at a cute little. It'd be like, whoa. I'm sorry, buddy. I'm sorry, buddy. Wrong turn, wrong turn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm really trying to actually picture this. You know, it's, it, it's a jokey question, but I'm trying to be honest with myself. Uh, I live in Los Angeles now, but I grew up in Minneapolis. And in downtown Minneapolis, there's this one alley uh, that it, it is kind of in the, in the main drag area, but it is uh, right behind what used to be a comic book periodical shop that I went to all the time. And I was always going there to get my comic books. And there was something about this alley that was just like, the perfect uh, comic book genre alley. It was, whether or not it had rained within months, it it always had a puddle yeah. <laughs> to reflect some neon. Uh, you know, there are the fire escapes and dumpsters that you could fall into or, you know, throw a bad guy into. And that, for me, in my mind, that is the dark alley. Uh, so I'm imagining if I was walking to this uh, this old comic book shop that isn't there anymore, and I turn and I see this space monkey in an alley. And, and I know... That's mm. Bistan from Star Wars. Mm, okay. I think my first honest reaction would be terrible fear at the idea that it's a cosplayer. Sorry. Not because I have anything against cosplayers, but because there's that weird when somebody's masked and you don't know who they are. Right. And what they're doing there. So yeah. <laughs> my honest reaction is if I thought it was a human in a Bistan mask, I would be a little frightened because what are they doing in a dark alley? Yes. yes. But in all truth, if I perceived immediately 
that it was actually Bistan from Star Wars, I would be less frightened. <laughs> yeah. And ready to join the fight, you know? I'm more frightened of a human uh, lurking in an alley in a space monkey mask than an actual space monkey. Is that fair or am I being a no. jerk to humans? I mean, uh, th- that's fair. I think it's uh, and it's uh, just uh, an honest uh, opinion of the situation. But no, I think you can <laughs> Well, we don't want to uh, just focus on fear. So if Bistan was real and Bistan uh, came here to our planet Earth, Ken, and you could do anything with him, what would you want to do with Bistan? I am not wonderful with confrontations, right? I am not... Uh, I can do it when I need to. I had a job that for years where I kind of had to do it. It was always uncomfortable. I can either, I'm too shy or I can't control my rage, right? I'm just, I'm just all over the map. I'm like Anakin in the second act of Attack of the Clones. So Bistan would be, and I'm not saying I want him to go start bar fights with me, but I think he's a good advocate for his friends. And mm. I think he's going to show up and he's going to do what's needed to protect his friends. So I think if there's some kind of dispute, a situation where I need some backup, now again, not just a physical confrontation, but just like he's going to be in the room and I, maybe I'll try to communicate it. But if, if I get pushed back or it's not going well, but it's just going to be like, Rah! people know it's time to, uh, you know, pay attention, pay attention. To yeah. Me. I like that. Yeah. He's, he's just, a, he's a good pal. <laughs> yeah. buddy. <laughs> Keep everybody focused. Yeah. I think, uh, because his just crowning achievement is, of course, uh, blowing the hell out of the knee of that Imperial Walker. Uh, I think I would want to take him to some sort of indoor laser tag. Oh, that's a great use of it. And I would be very, very curious to see if he just played the game exceedingly well, because he is a great uh, uh, Marx Lacaru, as we know. Yeah. Um, or would he not understand the game and like try to subvert the rules? Would he be like, Oh, I, I can just get close to this person and take them out with my hands. <laughs> and then you'd have to be like, Bistan, no, no, no. My worry, because this is a great idea. I don't. I haven't done a ton of laser tag in my life. But when I do, I am so timid and I hide and that doesn't necessarily work. So I would need his energy. But my fear is he would become a modern day version of the Leroy Jenkins meme. It would be, <laughs> Bistan! And then he would be knocked out of the fight real quick. That is what he is absolutely saying in the shot in Rogue One when he's screaming, that is Lakaru for Leroy Jenkins, for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Love it. Uh, so as we begin to wrap up episode one of Databank Dive, we're going to go into our rating system. Uh, we want to rate the wild and weird factor of Bistan. And our rating system is going to be based on one of the original Star Wars weirdos, and that is Lobot. Good old Lobot, the action figure that warmed many a peg when I was young. So out of 10 Lobot heads, uh, one being the least and 10 being the most wild and weird, how many Lobot heads would you give Bistan? I'm, I'm going to go seven. I, I want to go higher, especially we're starting out this uh, databank dive concept here. I want to maybe push it. Um, but I think from the neck up, including his scream, it's almost like a nine. The neck down. He's got a muted military outfit on. It doesn't look too different from anyone else in the room. And it looks like he fits in well. And I think Bistan fits in anywhere he wants to fit in. That's that part of his strength. But I, I'm going to say a con, a real a solid and, and consistent to just seven across the boards for Bistan. Yeah, I, th- I think that's fair. I think if he had like showed up uh, just like in a cantina, he still would have popped because there's just there's a, a wild energy to him. I think it's those eyebrows. So I, I think a seven is is pretty fair. Um, I, I might. You know what? I'm, I'm going to be revolutionary here, Ken. Okay. I'm going to go to seven and a half Lobot heads because <laughs> I just looked over my shoulder 
at the Bistan Funko Pop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so intense. Uh, like that mm-hmm. just the eyes of that Funko Pop uh just demanded that I tell it all my secrets. It's very, very intense. <laughs> so I'm gonna bump uh Bistan up to seven and a half lobot heads on the weird and wild factor of Star Wars. Uh, any other uh Bistan thoughts before we wrap up? What a wonderful way to start this journey here in the companion. Uh, Joseph, just a great choice. He he represents uh, the profound and the weird all at once. He's there for a great cause. He also is his own unique weirdo. That's right. He is the spirit of rebellion in average height space monkey form. Thank you, Bistan. Uh, that is it for this episode. If you want to find links to all things Force Center, you can just go to our Twitter. It is at Force Center Pod. Uh, I myself uh, can be found on Twitter. Instagram, TikTok is at Joseph Scrimshaw. And you can check out my website, josephscrimshaw.com, for all of my comedy adventures. Ken, where can people find you? Hey, if you want to yell at me about, uh, you know, Size shame and Bistan, I'm there for because I, I may have spoke, misspoken. Uh, you can find me at Catnapsock or go to my website, catnapsock.com, for all the things I do. Excellent. Check all of that out. But for now, for myself, for Ken, and of course, for Bistan, this has been Databank Dive.